The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Ooh, 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 a on my pocket. Ooh, 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 a on my pocket. Well, it's sex and other activities, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta get the energy up. We're gonna get the energy up. Gotta get the energy up. We're, we're, we're back. We haven't recorded it here in a, a couple of weeks. A few weeks, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and we're yeah. ready, though. Now we're ready. Yeah, now we're now we're ready to go. Yeah, you know, we uh, took some time off from the holidays and all that. And then getting back into the shit from the holidays is always a little difficult. It's always sad. <laughs> Not sad that it's over, sad that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, and it's. I would say it's definitely been a rough. Uh, uh, yeah, the shit's continuing to be rough. I guess I would say still figuring out uh, medication. The new uh, road that I'm walking down, going over from therapy over into medication. Although I'm still definitely going to therapy every single week. I am now trying my third, fourth medication now uh, to try to get shit under control. Because the thing is, the manic. That's totally fine. You know, like, there's no... I don't have any sort of, like, manic feelings whatsoever anymore and nothing like that. It's just the other side of it. The depression. Yeah. It's been fucking rough. Because it's almost like I'll be sitting there and I'll be feeling happy. Uh, and then I can just sort of feel all of the chemicals drain out of my brain. I can almost feel it. And I can, like, see it on my face. And Carolina can see it on my face, too, where it just sort of, like, just drains out. And then a couple hours later, it's like I feel them rushing back in again. And then my face like goes up again. And I feel crazy. I feel like a crazy person uh, because this is happening. Because I don't know what the fuck to do. There's nothing to do. But I don't I, like the word crazy, though. It's not crazy. I mean, it's just, it's. I think that it's insane that science can do that to a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, in, it's in changing the way that you really think about that, where it's like, it's crazy that the chemicals can make you feel that way. Yeah. Because you aren't crazy. No. The chemicals are crazy. <laughs> it's the chemicals. It's the chemicals that are crazy. <laughs> yeah, but that's but it is it's very difficult because you know I I know a lot of people out there you know you gotta if you're on medication do a medication you gotta try a bunch of shit you know and there was one that I was taking that was working uh, pretty good for a little while and then I started getting restlessness and like restlessness uh, on its surface that doesn't sound that bad you know it doesn't necessarily sound like it can be something it's like oh restlessness you can deal with restlessness it can turn into an absolute living fucking nightmare like going seeing a movie trying to take a plane just trying to sit here for two minutes without having to cross and uncross my legs six or seven times to try to feel somewhat normal and then from the restlessness it turned into anxiety which turned into panic attacks like I went to Puerto Rico for Christmas uh, and I had to go lay down because I was having a panic attack that I was on an island uh crazy shit absolutely fucking insane things that you know don't make any sense but that got into my head and I didn't even know at the time that something was happening I was like oh fuck what's going on? what's wrong what's wrong with me what's going on holy shit this is fucked this is fucked uh and then once I got back to America well it is America but the mainland <laughs> the mainland once I got back to the mainland uh I looked up the side effects for this stuff that I was taking and like restlessness and anxiety was right up there at top I was like, oh, 
shit. It's not a good one that's, for you. That's what it is. And then I stopped taking it. And of course, I was no longer balanced anymore. I was no longer just, you know, a balanced person capable of normal highs and lows. Uh, I was back to normal highs and then just fucking horrifically low lows. Uh, and it just makes life hard to deal with. It just makes life that much more difficult. You know, the type of shit that we have to go through every single day, that every person has to go through every day. Uh, it just, it feels like there are gigantic chain, balls and chains, like huge weights on every inch of your body. And then suddenly, without warning, they just lift. And then it's back down again. And then it's back up and back down. And I'm just tired of it. <laughs> I'm just so fucking tired uh, of all of this shit. Uh, and that's... But that's why I'm still continuing to go to my doctor, still continuing to try stuff. I'm going to try some stuff tonight for the first time called Risperdal. See, that sounds uh, like fun. <laughs> it doesn't in the Risperdal. I feel like it's like the sound the top makes, like one of those big ones. It goes, <laughs> Risperdal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try that after having it, after trying this thing, Seroquel, uh, that was awful, that like turned me into a fucking walking zombie. Uh, it's, it's the next thing. They tried to put me on Ritalin. Uh, just to see, like, maybe that'll work. That was awful. No. <laughs> the opposite of what you need for someone who has anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, not what you need. But they're like, well, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And it was, yeah, it was uh, fucking awful as well. Uh, and so I'm going to try this next one, and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep moving forward. I got a great support system. You know, everybody watches out for me. I got a wonderful support system at home, uh, and I'm going to make it through. I'm going to keep going. And I know a lot of people out there, like, deal with this bullshit. And if you're dealing with this right now, uh, and if you got a, a way that, that you deal with it, uh, then let us know. CaveCompanyRadio at gmail.com uh, is the address. But, you know, I guess for me, it's just like it's it's crawling towards moments of joy. Because uh, I, I know they're coming. It's important, though, for me. It's like, I'm proud of you that you keep trying, though. Because I feel like a lot of people just accept it. It's like, oh, okay, well, they said I have to take this medication, and I'm restless now, and I have panic attacks. But it's better than being uh, manic depressive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it, it's so much easier to not be self-aware. It's easier to be like, no, this is just how it is now. Yeah. Rather than trying to make the change because making the change sucks. Having to get off something, have to get back on something. I mean, it's weeks, it's months of time of trying to find the right mixture and it's fucking hard and I'm proud of you for doing it. Well, thank you. No, because I mean it's something that I gave up a while ago and I shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have because I was just sick of the ups and downs like well I'd rather just try and find other ways to deal with it which isn't the right answer I mean sometimes it is sometimes people can find the different ways of dealing with it you know it, it can uh, you know you some people absolutely can find a way you know around this stuff without having to take medication unfortunately I'm just not one of those people I just had to finally accept after five years of dealing with it okay I'm just not one of those people it is an organic thing uh, and I can't uh, spend every single week uh, waiting for Monday therapy to come around so I can get reoriented again, you know, because sometimes, you know, I'll go to therapy on Mondays and I'll be fine for 
two or three days and then by the time like the weekend kind of comes around it's like okay back to square one let's just wait until monday gets here so i can get oriented again uh and sometimes it would be as little as an hour uh where i would come out of therapy feeling good and then all the shit would drain out and it's like okay well another you know six days and 23 hours until we can get this shit going again uh and i want that to change you know i want a lot more out of life life is, is getting a lot bigger in a lot of different ways uh and i have to be able to deal with this shit i have to be able to just go and live a life where just every morning i can get up i can take a pill and of course the pills pills don't solve everything you know and that's very important to say and it's very important to remember is that pills do not solve everything there's a lot of work that i still have to do on my own uh but the pills just make it possible for you to do the work that you need to do uh they make it possible for you uh to figure out the things that make you unhappy the things that make you all fucked up inside the things that cause problems in your life The pills make it possible to address those things, Uh, and that's all I want. All I want is a pill that will help me to distinguish reality from fiction, and that's it. That's all I want. All I want is something where I can look at what's going on. I can listen to the thoughts in my head, and I can differentiate between fantasy and fact, between paranoia and concern. Uh, because those are two very different things and as what I struggle with all the time uh, and I need to just get to that point and I will yes you will I have absolute faith that, that I will Me too. I just have to fucking find uh, I just have to find the light yeah. well I mean you already you got the light you're just you're just trudging towards it yeah you just gotta get through all the mountains you gotta trudge through all the muck think of it like the um are those like the tough mudder challenges <laughs> you know where it's like sometimes you're in the mud and like you're getting zapped with things on your on your elbows <laughs> trying to drag yourself through it but sometimes like you're in between those things and you're you just run into the next um shitty hurdle yeah so that's but, what I'm but doing. there's an end to it. <laughs> but in the end, you are the tough mutter. Yeah, I'm the tough mutter. You are. Yo, you're not there yet. You will be though. You see the finish line. You're gonna be the tough mutter. I'm gonna be the tough mutter, man. I'm gonna make it. And so are you. Hell yeah, listener. Hell and you, yeah. Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's simple. I mean, not that it's simple. It sounds silly, but I used to be such a huge stoner, and I didn't realize how much it helped with my anxiety. And and I'm not just saying that. And I mean, I've, it's been years. I I don't really smoke that much anymore. I mean, I'm already like this. I don't really need to be anymore. You know. Yeah, I'm the, the way sa- that I am. Yeah, I'm the same way. Everyone thinks that we're all constantly high and fucked up all the time. It's like, no, that's just we're already there. That's where we are. We don't where we start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're already there. I don't need it. If I that's the thing for me. If I smoke pot, that just uh, even a little bit of pot is too high. But that's the thing, though. Remember, it was I don't know a month ago, two months ago, when I was setting alarms and. I was, you know, having panic attacks multiple times a day. And one day I got, got home from work and Doug's like, do you want me to get you some weed? And I was like, oh, am I having a... I immediately got, you know, went into the red of like, oh, are you coming at me? He's like, see, you don't need to react like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't we get some... Like, I felt like like old. Now I'm old. I was like, let's get some pot that they call it. And, you know, I've been smoking weed almost every night. And it's that night after when it's like I'm trying to just cool out. Yeah. When those are when my panic attacks happen the most. 
and it's helped me so fucking much. And I'm not getting like out of my gourd. No. It's just enough. Like a couple just, of tokes. Yeah. And it just makes me f- chill out. That's great. And, and it really has been helping me. And I mean, I'm never going to go back to the, you know, the point where I have to be smoked, like smoked out of my gourd to leave the house yeah. because I don't have time for that. But, <laughs> but it's really, I mean, I've been smoking almost every night and it just, it shuts it off. It shuts off the that is constant in mm-hmm. my brain. Yeah. You actually seem a lot, like the last couple, because we haven't seen each other a whole lot in the last yeah. couple of weeks. But, you know, tonight and uh, last night, you do seem more relaxed. I am. And I think it's also because it helps me sleep. Yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, I'm getting the kind, you know, the in the couch. Yeah. But <laughs> I just wasn't sleeping. And when you're sleeping an hour a night and you're having panic attacks every day and it made me not want to be awake, but it made me not want to have to go to sleep because I had a panic attack every time I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And now I've been sleeping. Yeah. And not, a, I mean, I've never slept a lot, but I get a five, maybe six hours and I'm so much better. That's solid, man. Sleep is ridiculously important in mental health. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how much bad sleep will fuck you up on really a day-to-day you basis. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, man, I wish I could smoke weed again. It just I know, I wish, it. It, I wish it worked for you. Yeah, I, wish, I really wish it worked for me, man. Uh, yeah, because it, it would be fucking awesome if I could just, like, you know, smoke. But for me, the problem is, is that my bad times aren't night times. It's the morning. Right. N- night time's great. I'm I'm usually like when when nighttime comes around, that's when everything's kind of, you know, jumped up again. Uh, but it's for me, the mornings are the hardest time, like just waking up and because I'll just sometimes just wake up feeling it's like something has sucked all the happiness out of my brain while I sleep. Uh, and sometimes I wake up feeling great. Like today I woke up feeling fucking awesome and have continued to feel good all throughout the day. Uh, so it's. Very, I mean, I really don't know exactly what to do. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to fix all of this shit, but I'm still trying every single day. Day by day. Day by day, man. That's what we always say. Say by say. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. I, I should have that. Damn it. Say by say. Day by day, that's what we always say by say. <laughs> all right, let's get to some letters for this week. Uh, but said, Pooh Face McGillicuddy is the name that he has chosen for Hell himself. yeah, all right. All right. Uh, we'll call him Gil. I like it. <laughs> Makes me think of the fish from What About Bob. <laughs> hey, Jackie and Marcus. I'd like both your opinions on this. Since Marcus, you're in a band, and Jackie, you get to observe a lot of this band behavior, I'm sure. I've been in this band for a few years now. I enjoy writing and performing with them. They're actually pretty responsible, talented, and reliable as far as bandmates go, and I like hanging out with them. However, I do have to drive 50 miles each way to rehearse in dense rush hour traffic. Some members have angry, knee-jerk reactions to problems that affects us getting shows, and though we get along, we're on very different pages creatively and inspirationally and I haven't been feeling it for months. I've been thinking of quitting for a while now on friendly terms but I don't want to start a domino effect that makes the whole band fall apart. It's not false modesty when I say I'm easily the most replaceable part of the band and I'm definitely the odd man out. Whenever I do voice a concern whether it be legitimate or me being a bitch it's countered with an attitude of counting my lucky stars that I'm in this situation without taking into account anything I say. I also have another creative project with one of the band members and I'm afraid I would compromise that if I quit. Should I suck it up and keep going at it? Am I being whiny or should I just take a chance and back out of this and focus on other creative endeavors and relationships? Gil. Gil. Yeah, get the fuck out of there, man. 
Yeah. There's no re- there's <laughs> yeah. no reason. I've been in this exact same situation. I was in a, a band uh, many years ago here in New York City, and I was like a auxiliary percussion player, uh, like where I was just pretty much like a monkey to dance around on stage. Uh, I was the guy that you know made the live shows fun. I'd fucking run around, I'd destroy shit, you know, I'd headbang and you know. Yeah, I was pretty much that guy. The good time gal. I was the good time guy. Yeah, yeah, good time gal. Good time guy. Either one. Uh, and the guys in the band all treated me like shit. You know, like they all treated me like an asshole. Uh, they cut me out of like band photos. You know, they. Uh, I was pretty much their, like, just I guess like monkey. They treated me like an asshole. Uh, and any suggestions I had with the band or anything like that, that it all went out the wayside. Uh, and so I quit. I left the band, and uh, actually they found after I left the band, they needed me a hell of a lot more than they thought because their live shows were fucking boring. Yeah, and I bet people fucking missed you. Yes, they did, and the band fell apart. Uh, and man, God, that fucking stupid assholes. Almost got, <laughs> we almost got signed, God damn it. That will get the, I will say that to anybody in a band or anybody doing any creative endeavor. When you're about to make it, that's when you work the hardest. That is not when you sit back and stop practicing and stop booking shows because everything's about to go big no that's when you work the hardest and that's why that band never made it and never will I will say though if you do want to continue with the other guy in the band maybe you should talk to him before you talk to the rest of the band about it that's also what I was going to say yeah I think it's like if you go to him and I mean that's giving respect and it's also showing you it's like I got balls I want to work with you but I don't want to work with these other assholes anymore if you don't want to fine but I would like to do that and I think that there's something that like another person can respect about that I would immediately be like "All right, well I guess we'll fucking figure it out because I don't I mean you can't look somebody in the face that's that takes their balls and puts it on a dinner plate. <laughs> you know, yeah, I gotta look you in the face now. Yeah, and you have to talk to him because when you talk to the entire band and say, like, I'm leaving, like, what are you gonna do? Like, look over him, like, sidebar, we're cool, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't do that. So you have to, if you're in a, yeah, if you're in a creative project with this other guy, like, you just gotta talk to him, like, hey, you know, this other band, you know, I'm not really feeling it but I still want to keep working with you. Are you cool with that? And if he says no, uh, then maybe the project wasn't meant to be in the first place and you just got to find something totally different where you're appreciated and uh, more importantly, where you feel creatively fulfilled. If you're not creatively fulfilled in something, either you talk to the people that you're working with and tell them, hey, I'm not getting much out of this or you leave and you find something new uh, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know? And also, I mean, I remember it happened with the Kalman. There was a member that wasn't pulling his weight, wasn't doing it, was just kind of an asshole all the time mm-hmm. and he decided to leave but eventually it's like, there was no hard feelings because it didn't get to that place where you're like, I'm going, I want to cut you every time I see you <laughs> because you can't let it get to that place. No. You don't want to hate them, hate them because that's, there's no room in life to have that kind of shit inside of your brain. Absolutely not. So it's better to end this now and then it's like maybe down the line they're going to grow up and if you want to work with them again, you can. Or maybe they can go in another direction. Maybe they just, if they, they all were thinking the same thing and you know now they have that freedom and now you can go start your own thing and maybe use one of them. Like I just feel like in the creative world, it's just so much better to keep all of the doors open mm-hmm. because you never know. It's like you could go out and make it big right now now and then they'll come crawling back and be like well 
maybe this one. <laughs> you know, I did like working with you, so, you know, or the opposite. Yeah. You know, I just feel like it's always better to keep those doors open. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't I don't think you're being whiny at all. I think, uh, yeah, I think you just need a kick in the ass to, to get the hell out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there and do something better. Gil. <laughs> all right, here is our next one. Uh, what are we going to call her? Squirrel eggs. <laughs> they, just, you know, maybe they have eggs. Maybe in another uh, time. Just imagine a bunch of eggs falling out of a squirrel. Like caviar. <laughs> but, I mean, caviar is really expensive and really great. <laughs> All right. Dear Jackie and Marcus, my partner was recently diagnosed with bipolar with PTSD complications, and we've been in the eggshell stage for five years now. Oof. To put it simply, we began as mutually codependent. I was raised in a quiverful house and didn't know any different. And after a lot of growing, I'm finding trouble fulfilling his needs and my own. His anxiety exhibits itself as jealousy and a need to control things while I retreat and try to redirect myself into something creepy like last podcast. He seems to have an issue with every friend I meet. This is the pattern. I meet a friend, I bring him over, and things are great for a while. Friendship hits its stride, and I start to open up to them. Then they start to notice that I can never come to the bar for karaoke or make that drive to visit them when they're in town or go to their band show or anywhere but work and family without him for whatever excuse he has. Eventually, I just tell them the truth. I told him he's being unreasonable. He admits it's true. But if I don't want to get into a screaming match, he get he needs to get his way. Friendship cools, drifts, fades, rinse, repeat. I love him when he's not in the grips of his low periods. He's still my favorite person to be around, but I'm running a bit ragged. Every time I try to rest some independence, he goes on a rant about leaving because he's holding me back and how without me he'd be helpless. Uh, he said, I just need you to ease me into it, then I won't freak out. I've been easing, working, cooking, and cleaning nearly alone for years while he complains about how disappointing getting paid to go to college through his GI Bill is. I didn't get to have a drink in a bar till I was 23 because of how much easing he needed. He spent every weekend in bars when we met. He's been medicated and in therapy for a while now, but not enough has changed to keep me from being at my wit's end. Have you ever been in either role, and is there any way to convince him to see reason? I mean, I don't think it started off as a codependent relationship. I mean, it still is a codependent relationship. Yeah. Uh, I feel like as much as this is something that affects you, that, that is obviously something that upsets you, you in some way feel like you deserve it or need it to continue or else you would have left him. Mm -hmm. Are you in therapy? Because I think that that might be something that you might want to consider. I don't know, you know, it's, that no matter what, it's like, obviously you said you grew up in a quiverful household. You, you need to talk about this stuff and it can't just be with these friends that you just meet and then they leave it. And so you can't get to a point of friendship where you really open up about how you feel about things and you need to have somebody that you can talk to about that because obviously it's not your husband. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I would be able to deal with that. I would probably, it, it's hard because like he is working on things and you have to be proud of that. And that's something that, you know, you have committed to him and, and you're working on those things. But, but if that's not helping, if it's not helping at all, it hasn't changed anything. Maybe he needs a new therapist as well. Maybe. And 
And I don't know, uh, you know, some people are uh, have uh, different schools of thought on this, and some people are different, or uh, they are comfortable with different things. I mean, does he talk about this stuff in therapy? What is it that he talks about in therapy? I mean, it's he has, you know, PTSD. He's on the GI Bill. He's obviously a soldier. He's obviously seen some shit. He probably talks about that. That. Um, so, one of the things that you have to let him know is like, yeah. Okay, you saw some shit. You went through some real fucked up things. You're still dealing with those things. You are also living life right now. There is still a life right now in front of you that you have to deal with, that you have to figure out how to live in this life while also dealing with the other shit that you have or else you are going to lose me. That's it. That's how you have to fucking put it to them, that you can't live life like this anymore, that there has to be some sort of change. And if it has to be a screaming match because of it, so be it. It sounds like you hate conflict, and I understand. Conflict sucks. Yes. I fucking hate conflict too. Uh, but uh, it sounds like you're just going to have to have that conflict. You're going to have to stand up for yourself, uh, and you're going to have to find some way to make him hear you because it sounds like he's just not hearing you. And he's so busy thinking and dealing with his own shit that he's not even thinking that it affects you. And I think that's the major thing, that if you can't really talk about this stuff, it also maybe couples therapy so that he can finally hear that when he's talking about certain things and how you react to it and how you feel about it, that, it, I mean, obviously you both love each other, that he doesn't want to make you feel like this. He just has a lot of problems. Yeah. But if, he, if you guys can look each other in the face in front of someone else who can help you kind of be the judge in between things and, and, and force the conversation to happen because you need to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And you cooking and cleaning and taking care of him, obviously he loves you and respects you for that and, and you have great times together, but there is more to a relationship than just taking care of each other. Just domestic life. There's more to it. There's so much more to a relationship than just domestic life. And especially, it's like, I have almost, a, I mean, not a completely, but a fairly separate life from my partner. Mm -hmm. And I, there's times when it's hard, but I like that I have my own life. Yeah. Because it makes me who I am. And you've been with him for so long that I feel like you might be losing your sense of who you are and you got to get that back. It's time to take it back. Yeah. You have to. And he has to understand that, that you can't, we've talked about this on, on the show before is that, you know, the, uh, responsibility of somebody with mental illness is to not forget the people around you, especially not forgetting the people that help take care of you, uh, that keep you on your day to day path, that keep you fucking going, man. It's like, you cannot, uh, make it all about you and he can't make it all about him. Like he has to remember that you are a human being too, and that you are also living a life, uh, and that he has to uh, make sure that you're not necessarily make sure that you're happy. You have to be happy on your own, but he has to make sure that you are appreciated and that he's adding to your happiness. Yeah, because that's what it, being in a relationship is: each other adding to each other's happiness. Yeah, and it's not the sole thing, but. It's it's a part of it. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. I've yeah. never thought about it that way before. That's a bad, I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. Thanks. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> the, yeah, no one else can make you happy, but your partner is there to add to your happiness. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really beautiful. Day by day, it's what we say. Besides, <laughs> I think that you you are aware enough that you are you can do this. It's just gonna kind of suck. Yeah. 
but you're not even at a point where you want to leave it. Like, that's not even what you're saying in this. No. And which means that, you know, you guys are still good together, hopefully, but he's got to work on it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to work on it. And that's okay. Yeah. Just do it, though. It's yeah. time. It's time. Five years, it's time. Five years of eggshell walking is- It's uh, time. That's pure hell. Yeah. Eggshell, eggshell life is, uh, there's, I've lived eggshell life and it is uh, a, it's a hellish existence. Oh yeah. It was most of my upbringing and that's just, <laughs> you know, it is, it, you never know how they're going to feel. You never know what you're coming home to. And the fact that you can't even go get a drink with your friends yeah. alone without it. So then it's just constant. It's everywhere. And that just puts you on. So not only is your home life eggshells but you are on eggshells constantly even when you're not with them mm-hmm. even when you're at work and then work is your only solace Oof. gotta get out yeah gotta figure something you can out do it. you can do it yeah you can do it you just have to confront him and, and if he refuses uh, or if he puts it all back on you then you know it's time to think about options then yes yeah. you take it from because there because you cannot because the other option is living the rest of your life like this. And that I don't think that should be an option. No. You're you're already you're already reaching out. You know that there's an issue. You know that that's not an option. Yeah. Exactly. So best of luck to you. Fuck yeah. All right, so what we got for today, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. If you got a question uh, for us or if uh, you have a comment on anything we've said, email us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you all next week. Make noise and be free, fucker. Hakuna, my fuck it. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.